Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into the latest edition of the Odds and Audibles podcast. I am your host, Jared Mack. Uh, joined with me today is not Eric Scopo or Matt Preem. It is Oregon baseball head coach, Mark Wazikowski. Coach Waz, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Opening uh, week, it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I'm excited as well. Um, Waz, just before we get into it, I think there's plenty of listeners who um, haven't paid all that much attention to baseball at Oregon or haven't gone to a couple of games. I just wanted to ask you first, um, for those listeners or specific listeners, if they were to come down to Eugene and see an Oregon baseball game, just what is it that they would see from from you, a Waz coach to baseball team? Well, I mean, I I hope what they'd see is uh, a group that really gives their all, um, is really energetic and loves to compete, um, an exciting product um, that there's it's a roster full of guys that have really trained hard. Um, they they look the part. They uh, they they get after it the right ways. We believe we feel like there's a a level of respect where you know they they want to engage in in community and you know with the young the kids that are coming out and stuff like that connect with them. And, and on top of it, we like to think that PK park is just an amazing facility and, and their experience at a ball game here at PK park would be a uh, second to none. You guys have you know, ramped it up recently with scrimmages on top of the practices here. And do you guys call this winter baseball? Cause I have no idea what to call it. Well, it's spring baseball. I mean, you know, it's winter baseball in the big 10 where I came from last when it's, <laughs> you know, when it's uh, snow on the ground and it's, you know, whatever it is under, it doesn't get over freezing forever. So that's, that's that kind of baseball. And, and early in the season, it's a real challenge in some of the other leagues, um, you know, out here on the West coast, it's, it's, it's really good. We we're blessed with uh, weather that you can get on your field every single day in January and February and play ball. Yeah, it's really nice compared to coming from Purdue. Yeah, I could I could see how that would actually be winter baseball. But you guys are ramping it up now. Uh, obviously, your games this week. This podcast will go live on Wednesday. We're recording on Monday for those listening. Uh, first game is Friday on February 17th. Just after this spring baseball period, uh, how do you like the team? How's it, How are you guys looking? And then with uh, just a handful of days before your first game. Yeah, no, I like our group. I mean, they're they're a really fun group to be with every single day. They've been very low maintenance in terms of off the field issues, which is always nice. So, you know, you're not dealing with like suspensions and stuff like that at all, which is great. Um, you know, we've got a veteran ball club of position players and a, a young ball club on the mound. Um, you know, a lot of talent across the board. Um, it's It seems to be a an offensive group that when it gets going because of their age, primarily, I mean, they've got so many at bats under their belt, um, you know, and across the board, they're just, they're a bunch of old guys. And then the guys <laughs> that are uh, competing with the old guys for starting time and playing time are, are a group of really, really talented young guys. Um, and so boy, has it been um, fun to watch those guys and obviously hitting isn't, you know, hit, hitting isn't consistent quite yet. But when it gets going, my gosh, it's just awesome to watch. 
Um, and, and just like I said, the, the age of the offensive group right now uh, and the number of at-bats they've had at the college level clearly helps uh, a lot of things. And, and then it's really exciting about the young group that we have of pitchers that are on the mound and, and their development. And, and uh, you know, those guys are going to be asked to do a lot this year, and they've deserved it so far. I'm going to jumble around my own questions here and go about the the lineup first. You guys lose Josh Kasovitz, Anthony Hall, and Brennan Malone last year in the draft. Um, a lot of production there, you know, like at the three, four, five, six hitters in your lineup. Um, just how does this lineup compare to last year's just in general? And then a couple of names for listeners or people to, to keen in on as the season progresses. Yeah, we, we losing Josh Kasovich, the highest drafted college shortstop in the country, fifth round pick and Anthony Hall in the outfield and Brendan Malone, who was first team all pack 12 DH. So not small pieces to fill in the <laughs> roster for sure. But, you know, I, I think it's, it's really a, a credit to coach Martyr specifically on the offensive side, him, coach Hinkle and Brett Thomas in our analytics division. I mean, those guys have really developed some people around here and it's been fun to watch. Um, you know, replacing Josh at shortstop um, will be Gavin Grant right on his tails is, is a kid named Carter Garotti, who's a young freshman and man, he's talented. Um, he's hit probably three home runs during spring, spring scrimmages and plays a very good shortstop. Um, so, you know, those two guys, you know, when it comes to uh, replacing Josh, uh, Gavin will, will, uh, will be the guy that replaces Josh in right field to replace Anthony Hall. Um, would be uh, Owen Diodotti, who's a transfer from the University of Alabama, big, strong kid from Canada, uh, really has played well and hit well. And then on top of that, you've got uh, Brendan Malone at the DH spot. And there's there's several guys that are, are doing real well right now at that spot with the bat. You know, I mean, whether it's an old guy like Towns King who transferred in here from Samford University that's that's got a real power and thunder in his bat. He's a utility player, mm-hmm. can play all the way around the field, um, left-handed bat or Dominic Hellman and, and Sabine Ceballos uh, that, you know, these guys are Dominic's a freshman. Sabine was a drafted player with the California angels or Anaheim angels last year and chose to come to school. These guys are big, strong guys. They hit the baseball a long way. They've all had tremendous springs in terms of swinging the bat. Um, and, you know, it, it gives us a lot of, a lot of uh, options at that. Yeah. You guys have, have plenty of options. And I think that's going to get me my next question. Uh, we talked to Logan Mercado three weeks ago at this point. He said you guys were 13, 14 players deep. Um, after watching a bunch of scrimmages, you have a lot, of, a lot of guys who can get in the lineup almost any single day. Just for you, how hard is it to manage that group of people? And just how, you know, how like with all that depth, with all that talent down there, and you can only put nine of them on the field, just how hard is that for you to come up with the lineup every day? Well, I mean, some guys are, there's going to be a, an element of patience. There's going to be an element of just improving every single day uh, that is up for the players. We're going to just talk a lot about it and be transparent with them, you know, and, and when Logan says 13 or 14 deep, uh, it's more than that, you know, uh, it's, it's definitely more than that. And so, um, you know, I, I put it on a piece of paper today. I think there's 20 position players that could have mm-hmm. easily started for other Oregon teams or other PAC 12 teams, top end PAC 12 teams, um, that's how good the position player group is. Uh, there's a lot of depth. The young talent is extreme. Um, we don't have anybody really standing out on the other side of it where you go, oh, my God, how did this guy get here uh, to this level? We don't have any of that. Um, and these guys are just really good. Uh, it's it's good. It's, it's a bright future um, of the young players and these older players that are in here right now, too. It's I mean, they look old. I mean, they, you know, when you look at a guy like Ceballos and I mean, he is 
Yeah. Wow. I mean, th- these guys don't look like even Coach Horton was out here, you know, from this last weekend for reasons. And and he's watching us and he's just like, holy cow. He goes, you guys really are uh, a, a group of men out there right now. And it's hopefully we play that way, um, you know, and it will be a challenge this year, though, to answer your question about how we manage those people. And I think just transparency and letting them know that, you know, um, we're on their side, you know, we're on their side and great programs have great players and great programs have depth. I want to switch it up to the, the other side of the ball and pitching and your rotation. You guys had an injury to Isaac Aon and he'll be out for a period of time. Just you know, your confidence about the rotation heading into the season um, and just what you guys have been, I guess, working on from, from last year where pitching at, at points wasn't, wasn't necessarily a bright spot. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, and so, you know, the the baton, let's say, will be passed to a lot of the younger uh, younger guys, the freshmen that are in, you know, and there's 10 freshmen that are in here um, that are competing. And so, you know, you're going to have a younger look on the mound. Um, there's a, a guy that's probably going to do the closing for us, Josh Malaris, uh, that's that's a transfer, a portal, well, a portal guy, I say, but he's a graduate transfer. Um, and he's got a great arm and he's, you know, he's clearly what it looks like at the end of the ball game. But, yeah, you're going to have a bunch of freshmen basically rolled out there in different varying roles, a lot of innings, um, and they're very talented. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter which name you put out there. They're a very talented group. Um, They're going to be probably inconsistent until they get their spikes in the dirt a little bit and start feeling comfortable. We hope that the offense will give them a little bit of a breather to where they go, wow, okay, Um, we're – we're going to be able to score some runs. And so it doesn't mean that I got to go out there and be absolutely perfect and throw shutout innings. I have a chance to win every single inning I go out there and throw, um, which is nice. And so, um, you know, the key of the season is going to be how well that we can mesh the, the older position group um, with our young pitching and see if we can progress in both areas throughout the course of the year every day. Are there a couple of, of, of younger names that have kind of, I don't know, maybe exceeded your expectation in the rotation or either the bullpen yet so far? Yeah, there's been some guys that have pitched the ball exceptionally well, you know, and and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we have several uh, young guys in our rotation. We haven't decided on our rotation and stuff like that quite yet for the week. Um, still some things need to play out, but still, yet mm-hmm. I could see it easily having uh, several freshmen being in that rotation. I mean, Matthew Grabman from Canada, he's an experienced guy now. Uh, he's pitched for Team Canada. So has Turner Spuljarek. Both those guys were uh, on the international front pitching in, in big international games versus Team USA, Cuba, all that kind of stuff. Um, and they're both very talented, very good. Um, Leo, uh, Leo Ullman, uh, you know, young kid from, from Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, can really pitch. And he's just a wiry, athletic, competitive kid that's, that's got a lot of savvy and a lot of talent on the mound. You know, those three guys have, have done a very, very nice job. Amongst others, you know, there's other kids out there that, that have really done well, too. And, and it's exciting. There's a young group of guys, Jackson Pace, kid from, uh, you know, Hollister, California, can, you know, big six foot five frame, uh, sinks the ball, throws the ball exceptionally well. Um, you know, and, and there's several of these guys. Like I said, there's about 10 of those guys that are freshmen that, that, are, uh, that are on our, our staff that we're excited to have. Keeping it on the younger side of the ball, just you guys brought in a top five recruited class that – you know, uh, brings in a bunch of transfers, a bunch of freshmen. Baseball America had them number five in the country. Uh, off the top of my head, I did some, did some research on this a while ago, but I think that's the highest class in program history. Off the top of my head, just 
what is that recruiting process like for you? And what does that mean for uh, recruiting going forward? And I, I, I guess just the the overall outlook of the program with you on, with you overseeing it. Well, I mean, overall outlook, I'll let others decide that. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's something you got to prove every single year. And every time that you suit up, you got to prove that you're getting better every single year. And um, the fact that the recruiting class is ranked as high as it is, um, I don't think they're wrong on that. I think those, the, the players that we've brought in, credit to Jack Martyr, uh, credit to Coach Angier. Uh, those guys brought in very, very good players in this recruiting class. And, and now we get a chance to develop those guys, which is a lot of fun. Um, you know, and so I don't think they missed in terms of uh, Baseball America on how good the recruiting class or perfect game. I don't know the rankings and, and how high it is compared to other classes. I know it's really good, though. And if we can continue to stack up recruiting classes like we have on campus right now in our coming recruiting classes, and we feel like we have, Mm-hmm. Um, then, then boy, it's the future is exceptionally bright, you know, not only for this season, but, but really years moving forward. And to be honest with you, um, you know, with coach Lopez, always used, always used to say, if you can stack recruiting classes and go two or three recruiting classes in a row that are really, really stout, that's when you start having national championships. And, um, the first, this, this really, this recruiting class on campus, um, wasn't our first recruiting class class that we brought to campus but it was the first recruiting class that we were able to go out and recruit players at the high school level that uh, all were available Um, you know with the early commitments a lot of the players that were um, available for us in our previous recruiting classes had already made decisions uh, with other schools and and were done and and signed on with other places um, earlier than than allowed us to to recruit them because we weren't even here yet and so Mm -hmm. This group on campus is really the first group that um, when we first took the job, we were able to recruit the entire, you know, uh, class. Uh, and all these kids were available to be recruited because these guys were, weren't, uh, had made decisions uh, with other schools. And, and so I think that probably has just as big of anything to do with our, our success in recruiting as we, we had more or less an entire, um, entire group out there in the country to be able to attack on the recruiting efforts. And I think it showed with the hard work that the staff put in. You see this a lot in, in football as well, where like a, a new kid comes in a freshman in a recruiting class and they hit the weight room and they hit the, hit the training staff and they, they turn into a player that's completely different than what they look like in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, just, are there some, some names like that for, for you guys this year who, you know, come in, meet up with, with your analytics department, meet up with your training staff, and now are just completely different looking players going into the year? I think all of them, no matter if they're freshmen or the, the older kids. I mean, it's it's a really impressive looking group. Um, you know, and I'm talking about, you know, I, I go in there even even as the, you know, the older guy around here, I guess. I mean, I'm in the weight room with them every day and just watching these guys in the weight room uh, and the and the games the gains that they've made with coach Hunter, it's amazing. Um, None of them have really trained when they first get in. None of them have really trained at the level that's being asked uh, when they go into division one programs. And, and then when coach Hunter puts his hands on these guys and gets a chance to be able to work with them, you just see the, the entire, you know, whether it's the meals, it's a combination, it's the nutrition, it's the meals, it's the weight room, it's, it's getting their rest and all those other things that are, leads to the development of the player, uh, the expertise with the tech, you know, for us to have a tech division, Rob Mullins allows us to have, uh, you know, Brett Thomas on staff as a player development guy in a tech and an al- and a, uh, analytics division that he's able to take data and information to help our coaching staff uh, 
implement a plan of development for each and every athlete. I mean, it, that's stuff that happens at professional levels. Uh, it doesn't happen across the board at college levels. Um, and we're just blessed that, that Rob and Eric have given us the means to be able to do uh, that kind of stuff because it, it's showing. It's showing in the development of Drew Smith, uh, of, of, you know, Dominic Hellman, of even transfers in here like Riku Nishida that had never really been in a weight room before, and now he is. And, well, you just see it. You see it in their development on a daily basis, and, and it's really impressive for the guys now that have been through it for years, guys like Colby Shade. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Gavin Grant walked in here. He's a little tiny guy. You know, people just used to rag on him for being just a little runt. And yet the kid is, is really built up. He's got a very strong frame. He's super athletic. That's credit to the kid, and that's credit to the staff for, for really investing. And, and I, I think from a player development standpoint, it, it, uh, you know, it's clear what's going on here. Just one last question for you, Waz. Just, you know, you guys got a game, first game on Friday night. What's your excitement for the season? How, what is Coach Wazikowski like for this game week, you know, leading up to the first inaugural game of the year? Probably uh, this week I'll probably be, uh, you know, excited for sure because mm-hmm. you're always excited about, you know, getting a chance to play somebody else other than yourselves. Hard to win an inner squad, right? I mean, when you're out there inner squad yeah. and every day, I mean, if the hitters do good, you're wondering what the heck, you know, the pitchers are no good. And if the pitchers <laughs> cut them up like they did the other day on Saturday, you're going, oh, my gosh, you know, our hitters are no good. And so it's really hard to win a scrimmage. Um, and so now you get a chance to play against somebody else. That's, that's awesome. I'm probably going to be my most fun this week because – <laughs> we finally get to do some things like play baseball instead of doing a lot of other things that are really important for the program, but they're not as fun as playing baseball and, and getting your team ready for the week. And the energy and excitement of, of, you know, 18 to 23, 24, 25 year old guys, whatever it is now with COVID guys in your locker room. Um, it's just fun because this is, they still only get a little tiny window to play college baseball and college baseball is so much fun to play. Um, and so I'm just going to have as much fun as I possibly ha- uh, can this week. And hopefully the guys can feed off of that energy and, and make it fun themselves. Well, thank you, Oz. We appreciate it. Um, that'll do it for, for us at the Odds and Audibles podcast. You can catch Coach Waz in his first game uh, this, this year on Friday against Xavier. Start of a four-game series with a doubleheader on Friday – or excuse me, on Saturday. Friday night is starting at uh, 5 p.m., Waz, 6 p.m., Oh man, you, you're testing Uh-oh. me now. I think it's even earlier. I'm testing than that. myself. Better check your schedule. Better check yeah, your I got schedule, the schedule right we, here. We like the day games a little bit better than day the night game. games, especially in the early year. So uh, yeah, <laughs> it should be just day games. You know, we'll have three, four, five o'clock starts, and we'd love to have the people come out to PK Park and enjoy what they're seeing. Well, this is just great podcasting by me. It's a 3:05 start on Friday for the first game of the season. Thank you, Waz. We appreciate it. We'll catch you on the next one. Saturday and Sunday at noon, Jared Mack. Hey, you're the hardest working guy in the business around here. Good job. Thank you, Waz. Appreciate it. All right. Have a great day. Go Ducks. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. To the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control-Alt-Desire, now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.